You're listening to the weekly partial podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah Pesham Israel, 5781-2021. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Shmini. And our Parsha is the eighth day of the Hakomas HaMishkan, of the establishment of the tabernacle, that place where the Jewish people will connect Hashem. And it's the completion, it's the completion of all of the work which we've spoken about previously, of the creation of the parts of the Mishkan, the putting up of the Mishkan. And finally, on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, which is the eighth day, the Mishkan is indeed who come, it is put up. And in our parsha we have the story of Nadav and Avihu, those two great tzaddikim who came, they were drunk, they had drink, they drank wine, and they came into the Kodesh HaKadosh, the Holy of Holies, with a Zor, with a foreign fire, and their lives were lost. Immediately after that, the Torah tells us that there's, an, there's, a, there's a prohibition. It's prohibited for Kohanim, for priests, to drink when they are coming to serve Hashem in the Mishkan. And about this, the Medjish brings something very interesting that I'd like to share with you. It's extremely deep. So hold on to your seats here. It talks about what happened when the, the base Hamikdash. Shlem HaMelech, King Solomon, when he completed the Beis HaMikdash, the construction of the temple, so there too, there was something with wine. As we're going to see, we're going to see together that there's something with wine that happened. He drank wine, which he hadn't done for seven years. But not only that, he married the daughter of Paro. He, you know, which, as our Chazal tells us, was going to be the downfall of Shlom HaMelech, of King Solomon. But we see in the Medrash that there's something that happens, a specific thing that happens with wine at the completion of the Mishkan, with Nadav and Aviyu. There's something that happens at the completion of the Beis HaMikdash, as the temple is completed, put up. Something also happens with wine. And we're going to see that these two ideas are clearly connected. We need to understand what is the idea, what happens at the completion of a Mishkan, what happens at the completion of of a base Hamikdash. I'd like to share with you the Majrish. It says as follows. Amr Yudin, and I'm going to actually read this. This is in two different places. One is here in Vayikra and one is in Bamidbar. The same Majrish, slightly different versions. Amr Yudin For the seven years that King Solomon was working on, on the temple, on building the temple, he was leading the construction, he did not drink any wine. What happened? That day, that day, so he completed the Beis HaMikdash, and he married the daughter of Paro, and that night he drank wine. There was a tremendous party. King Solomon made a big party. One party was for the fact that he had completed the Beis HaMikdash. And one party was for the fact that he now married the daughter of Paro. Okay, and obviously the question is clear. Well, first we'll talk about the fact that really uh, Shalom HaMelech, it seems, had married her previously. But it sounds like he didn't make this party. He didn't celebrate the marriage to Bas Paro until the Beis HaMikdash was completed. We need to understand what is the idea, and this is the core this is really important. It's the core of what I'd like to say, and it's a very deep lesson. Why did Shlomo HaMelech 
celebrate his marriage to the daughter of Paro on the night of the Binyan Beis HaMikdash when the Beis HaMikdash was built. And how does that relate also to the drinking of the wine? Why did he do that then? Why is it seven years he didn't drink wine? Why not? And how come now he did? Omer HaKadosh Baruch Hu, now listen to what happened because of this party. Shlomo Melech makes two parties. One party is for the Beis HaMikdash, the success of building the Beis HaMikdash. And one is for marrying the daughter of Paro. Omer HaKadosh Baruch Hu, let's remember, the daughter of Paro was not Jewish. Right? A Jew is not allowed to marry a guy. Omer HaKadosh Baruch Hu, shall mi akabel? Shall elu o shall elu? Interesting. Who shall I accept? Who shall I re- receive? When we party, so Kodesh Baruch Hu is there, that's what it sounds like. We're, we're making an offering to, to Hashem. When we make a party, we, we, we're we so excited about the Binyan Beis HaMikdash, we're making a party. He's so excited about marrying the daughter of Paro. Which one shall I accept? He saw that which party was greater. That's what the other measure says. We'll see it in size shortly. He saw that the party of Bas Paro, Shlomo HaMelech, was more excited about marrying the daughter of Paro than he was about building the base of Mikdash. If that's the case, says God, I'm going to destroy Yerushalayim. My anger caused me to pour out my wrath upon this city about Yerushalayim. The daughter of Paro danced 80 different types of dances that night. The next morning what happens? King Solomon doesn't get up. He, he gets up late. They were partying all night long and he gets up late. And the Tamil Shoshacha, which is supposed to be brought by the third hour, was brought by the fourth hour. He had the keys under his pillow. They didn't want to wake up. How could they wake up King Solomon? Machlekesu ended up waking him up. His mother ended up waking him up. Yeravim ben Avad ended up waking him up. Very interesting things, very deep things. Whenever Chazal say these kinds of ideas, bringing over, there's something that they're trying to bring over. There's a, a deep lesson. Okay, his mother came in to wake him up. His Yeravim ben Avad came to wake him up, etc. That's the first medrash. And the other medrash are slightly different, slight different things, which which are very significant. Here it says, it doesn't mention the wine. Obviously, our Gemara is talking about, our, our Medrash, the first Medrash is talking about the wine, because we're talking about wine in regards to the, the seum of the Mishkan, the completion of the Mishkan being built, and not of an Aviyu sin. But here, it talks, it's, it's in, uh, it's in Bamidbar, and it's talking about a different topic. It brings this idea, So he marries Pasparo that night, and they have a tremendous simcha of the completion of the Beis and the marriage to Basparo, the daughter of Pharaoh. What's the talas simcha of Basparo? Yoysimi talas Beis Hamikdash. The joy of marrying Basparo was higher. It went up higher. It was greater than the joy of the Beis Hamikdash. Who the Amar Matla Kula Mechan from Lamalko Lakachnik or Lemuel? Shehishlich Al Malchus Shemaimi Olav. Kolamer Lama Leel. We see the verse refers to King Solomon as Lemuel. Which means, Lamalikel, what do I need God for? He threw off the yoke of heaven. Like we saw, Hashem decided he's going to destroy the Beis HaMikdash at that moment. Rabbanan Amri, and here's something interesting that it's not another Medrash. 
We mentioned over there 80 dances that she danced. Here it says that she brought in 1,000 types of music. 1,000 types of music. She commanded that these musicians play that night all these different types of music. And she said, this is what this music sounds like in a particular idolatry. This is what the music sounds like in that church. This is what it sounds like in that home of idolatry. It's a whole thing. I'm not going to get into the Hemshech, the continuation, but basically it says the same thing. This went on all night long, and as a result, he got up late, and the Korban Tamu was brought late. And uh, We need to understand what is the idea. We need to understand why is he marrying the daughter of Paro? As we said before, why is he marrying her at this moment of all times? He's marrying the daughter of Paro. It's forbidden for a Jew to marry a guy. You can't marry pa- the daughter of Paro. What is the number thousand? What was a thousand different types of song? Why didn't he protest when she's singing these songs? When she has this music being played, idolatrous music? What are these 80 different types of dances? What is the idea? And I'm not going to get into it. We need to understand as well. Why he, what does it mean he got up late in the morning, the following morning? What are what these ideas? What is this concept? What is the depth of what this message is coming to teach us? And how does it apply as well to the Mishkan? And how does it apply to us? What does it mean to us? So I'd like to share with you something very deep, something very powerful, something amazing. The deeper sources, they tell, they tell us that HaKadosh Baruch God wants to reveal a beautiful light. The light of the Or Ein Seif. The light of Hashem. God's awesome, the, the most awesome thing that you can experience is the light of Hashem. That realization, that revelation. Hashem is all that there is. But the problem is, we live in a physical world. We can't receive that light. It's just too awesome. It's too great. It would destroy us. We'd be bottle. We have no, we, we would lose ourselves. We would just disappear in God's oneness. So what does Hashem do? He wants to share that light with us. He does something in order to cover up the light. He does something to cover up the light. It's called Kalim. Vessels in order to hold the light. Just like if you have some water and you want, you know, you want to hold the water. If you, if I try to give you the water in your hands, you're gonna, it's gonna slip through your hands. It's gonna fall out. So what do I do? I give you a cup. The cup holds the water. We only can access Hashem's light in this world through Kalim. Through some kind of physical way that we experience Hashem, which protects us from being destroyed by His light. An example. An example. Spiritual idea. I want to share with you a beautiful spiritual idea. I got to tell you a story. Chazal are telling us this amazing story about the Bas. The, he, he marries Basparo, a thousand, a thousand types of dances, etc. There's a very deep spiritual message here, but they teach it to us in a story because we're interested in stories. Our mind is interested in stories. We want to hear a story. Wow, it's intriguing. Why did he marry her on that night? What does it mean he marries Vesper? How could he do such a thing? Well, a thousand dances? What's a thousand, I'm sorry, a thousand songs and 80 dances? What, what are these numbers? What are this idea? It's the, the spiritual concept is enclosed in something that we relate to. Because if we try to access the spiritual concept in its raw form, it's too bright. It's, the light is too awesome. It's too intense. And we become lost. That's a, that's a very deep idea, a very powerful idea. And the Jewish people, the Jewish people have the ability to bring down this light. This is what the Svarim say. We bring down the light through the mitzvahs. 
When we fulfill the commandments of God, when we learn the Torah, we bring the light of Hashem into the world. Hashem, for example, think about it. Hashem wants to give chesed. Hashem wants to, to do you a favor. He wants to give you money. He wants to provide for your needs. Now, if the money would just magically appear on your doorstep, it would be too awesome. It would be, it would be em- embarrassing. I'm getting a, a free gift. Someone's dropping money on me. It would be too much. Hashem created us that we're separate from Him, that we need to earn that money. We need to do certain things. So what does He do? He puts it in our mind. He puts it in our mind. Hold on a second here. He puts it in our mind to do a certain thing to make money. This way we feel like we've done it ourselves. And our ego, we're human, we're separate from Hashem. Our ego is maintained. To the degree that a person is on a higher level, you need that less and less. It's not so necessary. It's not so necessary for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to, to hide himself. The person has the ability to receive that light. But ordinarily, it's necessary to be, for it to be enclosed. Hashem wants us to do chesed. Why? Because He wants to bring chesed into the world. He wants to bring kindness into the world. When I do a favor for somebody else, I give tzedakah. Hashem is really giving that money to that person. It's not me. But Hashem asks me to be involved and He wants to give that chesed. That's my opportunity to be a kli, to be a vessel, to bring that kindness of God into the world. And to the degree that I do that, I become more godly. That's a foundational idea. In order for something to be accessed in this world, in order for a very great light to be accessed in this world, it needs the right kli. It needs the right outer garment. That outer garment is what we perceive in this world. And if we look at it at its essence, it's always going to be the light of Hashem. It's deep. I told you at the beginning, this is a deep idea. There's no greater light, there's no greater revelation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu than the Beis HaMikdash being built, the Temple being built, the Mishkan being completed. These things, both of them, represent Hashem in this world. Hashem manifests in this world. We see His Divine Presence, there's a cloud. When you walk into the cloud, you feel, you're, you feel God is there. In the Beis HaMikdash, there were ten miracles that happened every single day. Above nature. You walk into the Mishkan, you walk into the Beis HaMikdash, instant access to Hashem. God is manifest there. The more light there is, the better you need a Kli. You need a Kli. You need a vessel in order to hold that light. I'm not, I don't want to get so much into the, into the wine issue, because the wine issue really does have more to do with our parsha, has to do with another than a view. But I'm going to leave it to you guys to think about, based on what I'm about to say, how it applies to the wine. Wine is a unique thing. It's something that allows a person to get into a, 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 you know, a different, higher level of consciousness when it's used correctly. Maybe we'll touch on it again at the very end. I'm not going to get so much into the wine. But what I do want to talk about is Shlomo HaMelech marrying Basparo. Because that's the key. To, we need to understand why he did that and why he did that now. So first of all, it's brought down in certain Sfarim that Shlomo HaMelech knew. He was supposed to be. He's Mashiach. Mashiach ben David. He's the son of King David. He's the king of the Jewish people. He is building the base of English. That is the purpose of Mashiach. The Messiah's job is to build the Holy Temple. To bring down God's 
manifestation into the world. That's what Mashiach is supposed to do. Mashiach bin David, he is the man, the, the Messiah, son of David, Shlomo Melech, King Solomon. Now, what happens when Hashem's throne is revealed in the world is that it's meant to go everywhere. It's meant Mashiach is not just the Messiah for the Jewish people. He's the king of the entire world. The Jewish people are the princes. We are the leaders. That's why it says when Mashiach comes, when the Messiah arrives, ten non-Jews will grab the four corner garments of a Jew and they'll say, take us with us, for, take us with you, for God is with you. The Jewish people is meant to be the leader, to guide, to be the light unto the nations. That's this light that we're talking about. Shlomo Melech was the one. He was, he was Mashiach. He had the potential to be the one. So he was married, when he was marrying Bas Paro, and the other thousand wives, the number is a thousand, always, King Solomon is always the number of one thousand. Because one thousand represents a complete thing. Aleph, Aleph is a thousand. Aleph is one. The letter Aleph is the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet. It's the same letter as, as the word Pele, which means awesome thing. The Aleph is the or, the light, that's being manifested in a thousand different ways. A circle of a thousand. That's what Shlomo HaMelech is supposed to do. He's supposed to bring down that light and create vessels for the entire world to receive that light. Not just the Jewish people, but even the Umas Ha'ilam, the nations of the world. And that's why he knew. He knew that he was Mashiach. He knew that he was the Messiah. And it was his job indeed to bring that light down to all of the nations of the world, that they should receive, that they should be vessels indeed to be able to receive that light. Now here's the issue. He was right. There was a mistake. And this is a fundamental mistake that we all make. We all make this mistake, and it's important to be aware of it because it's possible to correct it. It wasn't possible for Shlomo HaMelech because he had to do it perfectly right because that was it. There was only one chance for it. The mistake, what was the mistake that he made? He made this vessel. He was ready to spread this light out to all the nations of the world. He marries Bas Power representing this idea. There's a thousand wives representing this idea. Basparo comes and he plays, she plays him all this different music. Why is she doing that? A thousand different, he had a thousand wives, he had a thousand different songs. What is the idea? Because we're going to bring back the sparks of holiness back into the side of Kedusha, back into the side of holiness. The sparks that are trapped in the nations of the world, we're going to bring them back. Avaidazara, we're going to get rid of the Avaidazaras. We're going to take the good parts that are there within them. We're going to raise them up, not the Avedazar itself, but the Kedusha that's trapped there, this holiness that's trapped there. There's a song. Think about what a song is. I can communicate with a song in, in three minutes, or in one minute with a song. I can say a Dvar Torah that takes about 20 minutes, a half an hour, an hour to say. With a song, I can impart a deep lesson or a deep feeling of Kedusha, of holiness, in a very short amount of time. Why is that? Because your barriers are down. When you hear a song, your barriers come down. It's a kli. It's a vessel, just like a story. It can hold a tremendous amount of light. What's the problem with this, with this song? The problem with the song is when it's used for the wrong thing. If it's a love song, it's about a man and a woman. That's a misuse of the song. If it's a love song between the Jewish people and God, that's the proper use of the song. The song is a kli. It has a possibility to be used for holiness. Or it can be misused. 
And when it's misused, when the balance is off, that's where the problems begin. That's where the problems begin. The thousand songs that she sang to him, the point of that was, Shalom Malach was trying to bring those songs back in to be used in the Beis HaMikdash, in the Temple, to be used for Kedusha as a kli, as a vessel, to be able to bring the holiness down to everywhere, to everyone. Sing them their song, but infuse it. Take away the, the Avodah take away the idolatry of it, and infuse it with spirituality. Take that love song, rechannel it to be talking about the love between us and God. That's the proper use of it. It's a very deep thing, and it's a very dangerous thing. Shlomo Melech was supposed to do it correctly. That was his job. That's the job of, of Mashiach, to be able to figure out how to use these vessels correctly. Because when they're not used correctly, they're a destruction. Think about the relationship between a man and a woman. The Kedusha, it's called Kedushin, when it's used right. Think about what happens when Chas Shalom, heaven forbid, it's used wrong. When that desire is used out of place, then the Kli, is, it breaks. The holiness, which can bring down an awesome soul from the highest heavens, from the highest place, create a human being. When that's misused, it breaks the Kli. The vessel is destroyed. Hashem looks at this simcha. He's besimcha. What's the simcha? The simcha is such awesome joy. Here we are. We are accessing this light and we're bringing it down to, for everyone to access. What a joy. Even the nations of the world will be able to access the light of Hashem. My house will be a house of prayer for everyone. Beis Hamikdash, third temple when it's built. Everyone will come here to pray. They will all have access to God. Everyone. All the nations, the Jewish people, will facilitate that. What's the mistake? The mistake is, what was, what was the simcha? What was the simcha? HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, right, in the first message we saw, he said, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, shall mi akabel. It's very interesting, he says, shall mi akabel. Which one shall I receive? There was an offering. There was something that was being offered to God. In the fact that Shlomo Amal, King Solomon, was marrying Paro, the daughter of Paro, and she was called Basia. Before she struggled to try to understand why she called Basia, we don't see what her name was. Basia was the daughter of Paro in in uh, in the Tyra. She was the one who who took in Moshe Rabbeinu. Where do you see what is Basia doing here? It doesn't say that. It's strange. No, Basia because she was Basko. She was supposed to be the the daughter who receives. Basia is someone who receives. It's my child. She receives from me. She's supposed to be the one who receives the godliness. She's supposed to be a cleat to receive godliness. But the problem was the balance. The problem was in order for the cleat, in order for my story, which I tell you, to be, to be able to give over that message properly, I need to have the right balance of story and message. In order for my song, to communicate what I wanted to communicate, I need to have the right balance of musicality and message. If the balance is off, it breaks. In order for the light of the base Hamikdash to come into the world and to be spread out to the nations of the world through that those thousand channels of music, a thousand musical channels, eighty different dances. I'm not explaining the number eighty. I'm not sure what the idea of the 80 is. We could think about it. Maybe it's to do with Bina, it's to do with... I'm not going to get into that. In order for it to, to extend to all these different channels, 
It has to be properly balanced. When things are not balanced, it destroys. It destroys. When there's an imbalance between the spiritual side and the physical side, between the ore and the kli, between the light and the vessel, it's called shvir sakelem. It breaks. It breaks. And that's why it says, at that moment, Hashem said, I'm going to break. I'm going to destroy the Beis Hamikdash. This temple, this holy temple, which is a place which is supposed to hold the light of God so that it can be revealed in this world without swallowing us up, that vessel broke in the first moment because of an imbalance. He was too happy. He was too excited about the Bas Paro part, about marrying the daughter of Paro, about bringing the light to the nations. It was too exciting for him. He forgot that first he, he's got to have that light for himself. His relationship with Hashem is what's the essential relationship. Only then, once he has that relationship with Hashem, can he bring that relationship to others. The moment there's an imbalance in the relationship, the moment that it's more about the others than about Hashem, bang, destruction. We lose the Beis HaMikdash. We lose the connection. We lose the nations of the world. We lose our leadership. We lose King Solomon. He's destroyed there. He's called Lemuel, Lamalikel. He lost it. He lost God. He ended up too far in. And then, and he sleeps all, he sleeps too late. And the times are lost. He can't bring that Tamid Shilshaka in the right time. The Tamid, the, the constant offering to God, which is brought at a certain time. When we lose, when we lose our balance, when we lose our perspective, when we lose our proper proportions, so time is also lost. Because everything is about everything in its right place. That's what time is about. Everything is in its right place, in its right time, in its right moment, in its right balance. If we don't use things in the correct balance, if we lose focus on the message, on the light, which is contained in the vessel, then the vessel is destroyed. So the message for me, the message for you, I think, hold on, actually, before we get to the message, which is clear, let's bring it back to Nadav and Aviv. There was a, a completion of the Beis HaMikdash. There was a completion of the tabernacle. They felt this is an opportunity. Wine is something which is, requires very, very careful kalim. If you use it in the wrong way, a person becomes an alcoholic. If a person uses it in the right way, it can be a very spiritual thing. It can be very powerful. It can bring a person to higher consciousness. It can bring a person in the, just the right way. In the Kiddush, we use it in Kiddush and many different places within Yiddishkeit, but just right. It has to be just right. The moment that it's misused, they thought, hey, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to, to use this right. They were wrong. They weren't, they, they used it wrong. They didn't know how to use it properly. They didn't, they didn't get a, get feedback. They didn't ask Moshe. They didn't ask Aaron, etc. Whatever the idea was. But this is an opportunity. There's an opportunity when the light comes in. There's an opportunity to find the balance. And that's true for us. You know, you've heard from this from me as well. When something like Corona happens, something, it's, it's a revelation. It's a light. Hashem is bringing a light into our world. He's waking us up. It's an opportunity to find better balance. If we don't find the better balance, if we end up putting second things first and first things last, if we don't, we can, if we don't have the proper balance between light and vessel, we can lose out. It's an opportunity. 
as we get closer to Mashiach, and I believe Mashiach is very close, as we get closer, the light is bigger and bigger. We need to find better and better balance. Better and better balance. I want to bless you and ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us that we should be able to have this clarity, to be able to receive the light that Hashem wants to give us, to create the proper vessels and have the proper balance between this world and the higher world. Thank you so much for listening. Have, a good, have an amazing Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.